0: This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space Space researchers, researchers. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts Hook
1: another lucky trout, HG. Yes, uh, TF much, Cedric Espen, Sump, AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. You can hear the raw obsession, the intense craving and the blinding fury of the Sumpster in that reed, camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth at ABC Grandstand HQE as he is. It's a long way from where you are, but I'm sure it comes down oozing through the digital, well, divide. Yeah, charity partners, incidentally, speaking of divides, the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava, uh, now, I've done some research, but I'm declaring them the best charity partners in the world. You just can't get a better charity partner than the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava. Uh, well, they've swerved away from the thundering hoof action uh, at Randwick today featuring the all-age Stakes and the champagne Stakes. The Knights are setting up shop at Dalby, Coonabarra Brand, Bean, and Wangaratta where there's all, you know, there's excellent meetings that people would be able to get along to and socially distancing to have a great day out. So if you have jagged a... What I'm describing today is a run of rural and regional outs. Lately, get involved with the Federal Government's Punt Keeper Top-Up Program. Look for the Knights in the Rooting King Colours and just lurk. Don't worry, they'll find you. Inner City barista types. Milkshake makers. Happy Rugby League sightseers. Welcome to bludging on the blind side. Cabinet makers. God talks to me. New Zealand-bound uh, flight attendants. This is H.G. Nelson opening the blindside dig for another set of seven. Now... We're obviously up to, oh, time flies when you're having fun, but we're up to our Anzac Day special. What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. And can I just be the first to say Australian boxing turned it on in the gong on Wednesday night. I, I was there. I was just overwhelmed by what Australia can deliver when it puts its shoulder to the wheel and tries hard. I mean, in other areas of society, it seems to be failing, You know, not sure about the hydrogen and all that sort of stuff, but in boxing, we are right on top of our game. No one went away disappointed. I spoke to at least three people who had come to see the event at the gong on Wednesday night, and they loved it. Most punters went away deliriously happy. It wasn't a hard one to get, and, uh, you know, I... I had to congratulate the ring announcer after the uh, event. I said, you know, you barely got the uh, introductions out before the dangerous floater was on a stretcher in the back of the ambulance on his way to the Wollongong Hospital. He, He agreed with me. It was a tough gig. 115 seconds was all it took. And that 115 seconds put Australian boxing right at the very top of the world of boxing internationally. I mean, that summit that they had during the week, the Zoom summit, all they were talking about, you couldn't see it, but all they were talking about was Australian boxing and how great it is. Uh, Now, uh, obviously, one fifteen seconds. I mean, noodles, the noodles on slot, it was just a simple factor of pressing the dual flush over and over again for 115 seconds and suddenly the dangerous floater was gone. Elsewhere in show business, uh, the lineup for SAS Australia was announced. What a cast. Headed, ab- headed up by ex-magpie, ex-giant Heath Shaw and former, well, the man of buttocks, rabbit Sam Burgess. Now... <clears throat> I noticed there's a lot of sporting people dropping the togs and bearing the buttocks to the camera. And I list the great white shark who's obviously after property on the real estate and letting people know he's back. And Sam Burgess, who's now part of this terrific cast of uh, SAS Australia. But can I plead to people, you know, keep them up? Pull them up, you know. You're bringing your, you know, it into dispute. It's just madness what's going on here. It's just, sure, you can have fun. I'm not against people having fun, but you know, wait till the cameras are away. Uh, <clears throat> now, but there is depth in this lineup. Obviously, Heath Shaw and Sam Burgess would be going head to head on most things, but there's a lot of depth. Bryn Edelston. I don't know if people remember Bryn Edelston. Mm-hmm. She was a superstar some years ago. Married to Jeff Edelston, obviously, and uh, you know she's in. Tennis champ Alicia Molik, bobsleigh star Yana Pittman, the forgotten person of Australian bobsleigh, bra boy Kobe Aberton, and then right out of left field in fitness and the fighting caper and the Dancing with the Stars hero, Manu. Whoa. Manu's coming from dancing to SAS Australia. And the poo, that is Mark Philippousis, the original and some say best DF, as in dangerous floater. Can I put it to you that the poo, that is Mark Philippousis has uh, it all over the brown when it comes to floating. (laughs) Now, Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us as we uh, prod forward through the solid backed up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go to get a go! I mean, that's the message we say week in, week out here. Even if ScoMo's forgotten all about it, all you have to do is step up to have a go and get a go. And if you already got something, then for God's sake, get back in the queue and have another go. That's what Australia expects. Now, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf this week, let's lock horns with a man who completed, well, a, a, a song cycle called Bombs Away. These are songs from the Aussie front lines. It's a joint project uh, of... Uh, Rugby League of Australia and the Australian War Memorial with a special introduction by Brendan Nelson. The 12-track set starts with a sing-along of Pack Up Your Troubles in the Old Kick Bag from the three refs. Remember the three tenors? Well, now we've got the three refs, Sutton, Atkins and Sutton, supported visually by the Nathan Cleary TikTok dancers. Track two is a haunting duet, Kiss Me Goodnight, Sergeant Major. There's so much serious haunt packed into this rendition by those two old stages from the sergeant's mess, Freddie and Joey, it's 100% haunt. Track three is a very jaunty read to A Long Way uh, to the Tipperary. It's A Long Way to Tipperary. I was going to say it's A Long Way to the Top if you want a Tipperary, but that's not the song. It's a different version. It's A Long Way to Tipperary by the Matthew Lodge Quintet, No One Knew. Matthew Lodge Quintet with Cameron Munster blowing up a storm out front on sacks. The upbeat uh, tempo of Bombs Away slows when the funny men of league, Rabs and Gus, joins forces to swing into to keep the home fires burning. It's an unforgettable take that speaks to all those soldiering on at home. Next up, the sacked coaches, as in Paul McGregor, Josh Morris, Anthony Seabold and Paul Green, build as the million-dollar quartet of dud, tackle the White Cliffs of Dover, it's a very disturbing moving and moving moment. Now critics are raving. War has never sounded so good. That was Kevin Proctor's take in the Courier Mail. Bombs away put you in the mud and the trenches of without digs at the front line. That was Harry Grant in the age. Harry Grant writing better than ever. And playing obviously better than ever. The man responsible for bringing bombs away to life in time for Anzac Day's rampaging, Roy Slaven. Roy, can we get the bludging on the blind side season 2021 in motion again simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? you!
2: Yes, thanks very, very much, uh, HG Nelson. And uh, happy rugby league. Happy rugby league to uh, to uh, all listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I took a call this week, HG, from uh, Peter Vlanders, the man of feathers. Uh, How was he? Uh, terrific. Terrific? Ter- yeah. Terrific. Yeah. In terrific form. He was It was what I'd describe as upbeat. Upbeat? Yeah. I, and I, I said to him, I said, Man of Feathers, you're very upbeat today. And he said, yeah, 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 yeah. And everything's going well. And I said, oh, that's great. And what do you want? And he was after Julia Roberts' number. Yes. And he wants to get in touch with her, which I fine. I didn't ask him what it was about, mm-hmm. nor was I prepared to give him the number. But what I did say was that I would pass on his number to Julia.
1: Right. It wasn't anything to do with the celebrations tomorrow?
2: It may well be. Uh-huh. I have no idea. I have uh-huh. no idea. Julia hasn't been in touch and I know she's pretty busy at the moment. Mm. Uh, the shoot, as far as I'm nearly as I can tell, is going very really well. well. Great. He didn't yeah. give you that
1: old line about not furnishing a penthouse? No. Nope. No, good.
2: No, no, no. No, he didn't. No, no, look, he was right on message. He just said, hey, yeah, 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 Roy, listen, mate, I, I haven't phoned you before, but uh, I just want Julia Roberts, don't I? I just want to get in touch with her. Uh, I said, oh, that's all right, what do you want to talk about? He said, oh, rugby league. And I said, oh, that's fine, you're going to talk to rugby league about it? That's great. Right. So it's that sort of week Uh, what about them Giants, eh? oh We were just saying last week that it's all quiet on the Giants front. Very QT. Very, very quiet. But all of a sudden, an eruption uh, might have been the SCG against the Swans. It was. Took out the Swans. Grub Green in terrific form. And then they almost backed it up last night. They they did. They went very well. And Grub played tremendously well. Mm. A real credit to his... Grubbiness. Yeah.
3: Uh...
2: Sadly, a bit of fallout from the uh, Grub triumph last week was Buddy's out with a bruised bone in the leg. Uh, I don't know how serious it is. I don't suppose we'll see him for a few months, but Buddy, Heller was good having him around for a few weeks, wasn't it? it was Didn't it
1: make a difference? Electrifying!
2: Electrifying! Everyone uh-huh. was talking Swans, you know. Swans, oh, isn't yeah, you great the buddy, back out! Buddy! Yeah, got your tickets. Yep. Anyway, uh, well, all we can do is reach out and say, Buddy. Come back as soon as you can, man. We're missing you. Now, Nicole McDermott, HG, she's broken the high jump record with a two metre leap. Two metres! It's impossible. That to is imagine. incredible when you think about it.
1: Right.
2: You've just got to get out a, a ruler and measure two metres, make a mark on the wall, and imagine jumping over it. <laughs> Okay. I mean, that's the way I look at it. Uh,
1: I right, yeah, out out of left field. right out of left
2: field. I know. And I'm wondering, is she any relation to Craig McDermott? Would be Billy the would, Kid. Yeah, Billy the Kid but would the have, kid to have to be. Have to be. She's got some well, sort I of just, niece. Because Kid could jump. Oh, Kid was incredible. He was an incredible jumper. Yeah, yeah. Craig McDermott. He was a better jumper than he was bowler. Oh, way he better. He was a pretty good bowler. Yeah. Imagine him pretty jumping. Oh, I, I'm trying to. Yeah. Anyway, what a feather in the cap. Of that family. And I think, um, hasn't Craig got a kiddie playing cricket who's pretty good? I think he has. I think there's at, another McDermott. At shield level? At, at shield level, uh-huh. yes. Bowler or batter? Or batter. Batter. Better, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, yeah, As HG's pointed out, Noodles took out the float of brown and well, <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> I got there late. Missed it. <laughs> But uh, the match reports I received from HG and others uh, made me realise that I was really stupid not uh, arriving a little bit earlier. But and that I think, bet,
1: Roy? I know, I know. It came and good. It came good. It came good. And yeah. do you, yep. Yep. you know, there's a bit of dive talk
2: afterwards, which I didn't like. I didn't like it. I didn't like the sausage roll talk either. He wasn't eating a sausage roll before the, before the bout. He wasn't. As part of the dive build-up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there were two stories floating about, re-floater. One, dive, two, sausage roll. Uh, He said the sausage roll wasn't a sausage roll, it was a health bar. It was a health bar. They're much the same. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, uh, Noodles is now looking for, I think, Justin Hooney. Yeah, yeah. Justin Hooney, he'd be shaking a little bit. Ooh, what? he's got noodles coming at him.
1: Yeah, would noods be able to get up onto the international... Oh, yeah, he'd be taking on Klitschko. <laughs> would it be Klitschko? Why, wasn't it Vladimir Klitschko? Vladimir Klitschko? And didn't he have a brother? He, he did. Yeah, he'd be taking on he'd both. he taking on both. Same, same night.
2: Chose, same <laughs> night. <laughs> One corner, noodles. <laughs> now, just a question, HG. Yeah? Is it time we introduced the HIA to boxing? Just as a thought... It's never occurred to me before, but it occurred to me, you know, with the fallout of what happened with the floater, I thought, I wonder if anyone's assessed him. Mm. Are you suggesting a national conversation? Got a national conversation. Yeah, thank you very much. Now, uh, in very, very good news, Russell Ingall is to make a comeback in the Bathurst 1000. He's teaming up with a young gun, uh, Brock Freeney. Geez, he's got the name for it, hasn't he? He Yes. Brock. (laughs) Brock. Russell and and Brock. Russell and Brock. At Bathurst. Yeah. I think, uh, was Russell known as the Enforcer? Oh, he might have been. Let's say he is. Isn't it great having the Enforcer back? Back. Bad time we had an Enforcer on the mountain. (laughs) Haven't had an Enforcer on the mountain since since... Peter Brock. Well, no, since Uh, Russell Ingall was last there. I think it might have been 2016. Last time we saw the Enforcer. (laughs) Anyway, look forward to that. Now, terrific week for the greatest game of all, of course. Look. When you get a combination of sex tape, Paramount player, and public toilet, I'm interested. <laughs> Join the Dodge. <laughs> I know. I know. What is it about? I mean, I think Sonny Bill was the last time we had an incident regarding a oh, public toilet. Oh, I think there's
1: been a few since then. But he's,
2: he's the most famous one. Well, that was a very famous one, but mm. well, I don't know what the story is with this one. It uh, looks like a mate might have filmed it without. The couple knowing. No, that does look the case. Yeah. But now, people are always surprised when rugby league players fall in love. Look, it happens that rugby league players fall in love. I know.
1: And they fall out of love. And too. They fall. Of
2: course they do. Yeah, they, they're, they're human. They're human. But there are needs. And needs. sometimes a rugby league player needs. in love needs to act upon his desires. Mm-hmm. And if it's being reciprocated, and you look around, well, well you, you know. Uh, you have very few choices. Very few choices. And the toilet cubicle. there's music, a lot of people, a bar, yeah. that yeah. doesn't seem right. Yeah. Flashing lights. The, the car's wrong because it's not comfortable. I only got a two-seater. You think, oh, well, oh, how about we go to the toilet? Yeah, let's go to the toilet. Beautiful. You know, there is beauty in league. hmm You've just got to. Find it. Yep. And I think we've found it. And i tell you where we have found it, HG. This is a most uplifting story. Turkey, as we oh, announced no. last week, as we announced last week, Turkey will be playing as the curtain raiser to tomorrow's big game between might be Easts and St George. Yes. Those traditional Anzac Traditional, furs.
1: yeah.
2: Uh, Turkey will be playing the rural and regional Anzacs. And the Anzac captain, that is McCabe, I think he might be a shearer from uh, uh said that the Turkish team was unknown but it should be special. I like that talk. Mm-hmm. I like that
1: talk. They're not taking them lightly, they're are they? They're not
2: taking them lightly at all. No, 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 they're not. They're not. I think the Anzacs arrived might have been the day before yesterday.
1: Oh, they're taking it very seriously. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. So and they've had a look at the SEG and, you know, getting used to where they're. Used,
1: yeah, Postal B and all, all that. that sort of stuff. Yep. Now, you've got follow-up to that too.
2: Yes, I have. The Turkish Rugby League Association, that is the TRLA, <laughs> um, have reached out uh, to the International Rugby League and the National Rugby League uh, asking if the game could be played in Turkey next year.
1: Isn't that wonderful?
2: On on Anzac Day? On Anzac Day. Right. On Anzac Day because Anzac Day is celebrated in or commemorated, I should say, in Turkey as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a slightly different attitude towards it. It's a little more, you know, let off a few bungers and that sort it's of thing. A bit thing. more upbeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah as but, you'd expect. Uh, as you'd expect, yeah, yeah, yeah. But isn't that a wonderful thing, That's this great reaching out? this reaching out between the, uh, uh, the uh, TRLA and the NRL. And uh, I wanted to raise it with, uh, with uh, the man of Feathers, Peter Vlanders, when he found the other day, but I wasn't aware of it. I only right. received and he's, the information subsequent to the call.
1: The call <laughs> seemed to be a bit Julia Morris centric from your reporting of
2: it.
1: Uh, Meaning, you know, this is the man of feathers. There wasn't a lot of it on the uh, agenda, yeah, apart yeah, from Julia, Julia Roberts. Roberts.
2: Actually, uh, I think he's got Julia Morris's number. Sorry, he wanted Julia Roberts's Sorry. number. Yeah. Sorry. Do you want Julia Morris's number? I'm oh, happy I'm, I'm yeah. There. Good. Now, Josh Dugan. Oh yeah. Josh Dugan is open to uh, playing rugby in Japan. Rugby, not rugby league. Rugby. Rugby. God, And Will Chambers has uh, joined the Sharks uh, after a short stint with the Japanese rugby team, the Suntory Sun Goliath. The Sun Goliath, Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Isn't it a swirl what's happening in rugby league at the moment? It's just... It's an w- international bloody swirl. And I would encourage <laughs> everyone who's interested in rugby league, the great game of rugby league, the, the romantic game, the romance... Avoid public toilets tomorrow. I mean, you might see a bit of action there, but there's no guarantee. But where you will see some action is at the SCG. Get there around midday for the big game, Turkey v the Anzacs. Make it out what you will.
0: The Blind Side respects freedom of speech and encourages all Australians to join in the national conversation by texting us on 0467 920 and Blindside supports the Federal Government's Rugby League Freedom of Expression Legislation. That text number again, 0467 920
1: Obviously, uh, the events tomorrow do loom large and I am taken very much by <coughs> Ben Hunt, who is playing, as we know, I think he last played with a broken leg, And he's going to give the leg a tryout in the big match, uh, Anzac Day, obviously St George Mm -hmm. Illawarra v the uh, Eastern Suburbs Roosters. So, Huntie uh, obviously looks forward to this match every year. He said uh, in a think piece in the paper, I think it might have been one of the Murdoch papers. To me, you're representing Australia. Yep. And in that game, (laughs) half the country stops to watch it. Yep. That's a big call. It is a big
2: call, isn't it? It's disappointing if it's true. I'd expect the whole country.
1: Thanks very much. Yeah. The whole country to stop and watch it, to be part of it, is something really special. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to describe the day. The day has a big build-up from the dawn service to the service on the field. It yep. it gives you chills. You feel like you're part of something super special. It's it's kind of surreal.
2: Surreal. Yep. <laughs> yep. Got an idea of where he's a, coming from. What a sort of dripping clock sort of feel.
1: <laughs> That's right, and melting. Yeah. Yep. yep. Anyway, when you first run out on the field, everyone's screaming and it's so loud. Everyone's getting pumped up during the minute silence. Mm. You could hear a pin drop.
2: Wow. It's that quiet (laughs) during the silence. But he paints a picture, doesn't he? He does. With the melting clock and all. I'm sort of seeing it now.
1: It's hard to describe what it's like out on the field. You you think about the diggers Mm. and what they had to go through. What we do is nothing in comparison to that. Over the past 20 years, the match has become one of the most in, rugby league's most important days in the regular season and an occasion the players from both sides always treasure.
2: Yep.
1: Hunt himself is a bit of an Anzac date specialist. Now, there's
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow, not many of them. <laughs> New
1: category. <laughs> Uh, and then I thought, oh, maybe he walked Kokoda or something like that. No, yeah. he he was uh, man of the match in the big uh, Reds' big last big win yeah. when he steered them to a 24-8 upset in 2018. Wow. Some, some time ago. Okay. But anyway, in rugby league terms. Now, my point about all of this is are we doing enough for the rugby league players who put aside... Their sense of two up and having getting pissed and all that sort of stuff from public toilets, do we need to acknowledge them in some way mm. because they take part in this big game? And I'm suggesting today I want to get the listeners' thoughts yes. on a distinguished service medal, yes. open brackets, redonicus, closed brackets. So this would indicate it was a rugby league special day and you have been part of something that is, is, the nation as a whole mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is uh, very thankful and grateful that you did it.
2: What an, look, I think that's worth considering, HG, really, because the players do take it very, very seriously, uh, as has been suggested. They, they feel as if they're representing Australia, uh, both the Eastern Suburbs Roosters and the St George Illawarra Dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, now, and there's considerable sacrifice they do make, as you do say. You know, the rest of us can just you know, celebrate and appreciate and consider and dwell reflect. upon and reflect mm-hmm. um, on Anzac Day in a way that they can't because they've got to bloody well work, yeah. <laughs> haven't they? When you think about it, they, they've really got to put in and put in as Australians, representing Australia. Australia, all of us. Playing as best as they can. I know. Dream, but- drawing out the very best within themselves. I hadn't seen it like that. No, nor had I. But I, I, but now I'm appreciating what they, the what these players... Uh, sacrifice, thank you, what they're going
1: through. Yes. And he says here, of course, it's nothing like what the Diggs went through, but it's very no, close. it is. very close. As.
2: Very close.
1: It's almost as good as.
2: Very close.
1: I mean, he's playing with a broken leg. Yes. I mean, Diggs fought with broken with legs. With broken
2: legs. Of course they did.
1: Now, he says, as a Dragons player... Yes. It's ...one of the games you look forward to as soon as the draw comes out. Well, hang on a minute. You know when it's going to be on. Hmm. So it's so not hard to find in the draw. It, it might just be the whole day, the occasion.
2: Yeah.
1: You want to rise to it and really do your best on right. the day. I don't yeah. think it'll be hard to pick up that combo again. This mm-hmm. is with um, Corey Norman who he's got to play Oh, with. yes, Corey. We'll be playing uh, the same style of footy we were playing earlier in the year. We're getting back to the training, working hard and talking to each other on the field and I think all that is going to click back into place. Yeah,
2: well, are Good. Good, that that is good. Now, who would present the uh, medal, actually? Someone from the War Memorial, like Kerry Stokes or...? Kerry Stokes would be a terrific choice. He would be a good Um, choice, but Kerry doesn't... he, He avoids, he shoes the limelight. He does. Now,
1: can I suggest mm. uh, somebody might come along to sing the national anthem. I mean, I'm not yes, sure. Yes, there will be someone I, there I to mean, sing the sure a, national anthem. I mean, I'm not sure what Volandis has got in mind. Yes. Uh, Delta Goodrum would be an, a, a, you know. Is, a, has Delta said she'll do it? Well, I just made that up there. All end, right.
2: Well, let's say Delta is doing it. Okay. But I well, don't think, you're not suggesting Delta present the medals.
1: Well, I just I just thought somebody with an official role on oh, the day. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, right. I mean... Yep. It would look wrong if the referee presented the medal. Yep. And can I point I out... I'd
2: like the medals to arrive, like, via a, a, helicopter. a helicopter... Oh, they'll do that. drop down, and then out of the helicopter comes... The medal a, giver. Yeah.
1: Can I just say, uh, I may have confused... I was wondering if, in the way that the Distinguished Service Medal is presented to everyone who served... Yes. I'm just wondering if everybody should get one. I don't mean the crowd or anything like that, but the, mm. the, the, the players, all the players. Oh, I think so the, the, all are the you eastern happy with suburb
2: players, yes, the whole 18. Yeah, both sides, Both 18. sides line up, line up and receive their medals yeah. prior to the match. Prior to the
1: match? Prior to the match. So in case they get concussed, yes. they've already got their medal and they can go home That's happy. right.
2: Then they go off, maybe a band would then play, a, a traditional Maybe the army band, the military band, mm-hmm. or the joining of the four, the three forces band, could get together, uh, army, and navy, and air force. air force, and with a quick parade, helicopter takes off, off it goes. The parade players march off back into their dressing rooms for final instructions from the re- from the coaches. Put your medals away, boys. No now's not the Bench time to up. think about your medals. Let's think about rugby league. Yeah. Okay, Coach, what do you want us to do? Score tries. Okay, what else, Coach? You know, what the you know, yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, then out they go. Yeah. After the, uh, the then the national anthem. Mm. Da da Delta Goodwin. thanks, Dil, what a great job she's done. Mm-hmm. Then the <laughs> it's starting to become a bit of a day, isn't it? Because well, we've got the fallout from the rural and regionals versus the, the the the, the, the uh, Turkish team. Well yeah, but now, is and it I going too far to get
1: them a medal? or what, get them back. Well, <laughs> what I think has to happen is they can't have a den, distinguished service medal, no. open brackets, redonicus, oh, close bracket. Hang on. They, oh.
2: get, they get some sort of. Well, hang on. What if they presented the medals? Oh. What to if the rural and regionals go out at the end of their match, you know, and the Turkish team, they each put a medal It'd given a medal from the helicopter, minute, from the helicopter, and they go and stand in front of each of the players from Easts and Saints, present them with their medals, and uh, then march off military style,
1: single file,
2: single file.
1: It's an incredibly moving image, isn't it? It is one baton,
2: the yeah. next generation that's to right. the older generation. That's right. I mean, it's just that's <clears> right. That's right. There's <clears> symbolism <throat> there. I mean, it's. <laughs> can I say it? It's slightly
0: surreal. <laughs> Rugby League Master Chef is holding auditions for the next series. If you are a ticketed rugby league player, send a sample of your handiwork to Master Chef Headquarters. Stand by the stove and listen for details on bludging on the blind side. Uh, Roy, just a quick one. <clears throat> We're obviously thinking about
1: state of origin and state of origin in the more conventional uh, time frame. Yep. You know the lad who's coming from the, I want to say, the All Blacks to play with Rusus Perenara. Yeah. Can he play Origin? Oh Lord! You know how we've got a number. Yeah, In fact, yeah, there, yeah, there was yeah. one lad last week we talked briefly about it who played, I think, for Tonga. Papali.
2: Test,
1: test matches for yeah. Tonga was happy to play Origin. Yeah, he
2: wanted to play Origin. He yeah. wanted to play, uh, Origin. or it might be Jason. Uh, well, Tom Alolo, T- T- Tomalolo, Tomalolo, put his hand up, he wants to play Origin. But uh, T.J. Perinara, well, there's a thought. So it depends. It depends, actually, if he's got blue in his heart.
1: No, I understand this. Yeah. But his first game of rugby league may well be with a. Uh, well, let's say the Eastern some of Roosters.
2: Well, it will be with, by yeah. the looks of things. By well, the Should he first sign, game,
1: yeah. yeah, on the dotted line. Yeah. Well, by right, isn't that the yeah. defining? That it is. It,
2: what it is. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the
1: criteria. Criteria. Thanks very much. But
2: yeah, it, it is the defining criterion. There's only one, isn't there? That's right. Wherever you play your first game of rugby league, that's the state that you can represent. But in the modern world we live in, I take your point
1: entirely that how you feel mm. determines who you are. Mm. Oh, I agree. So if I you agree. feel blue, you yeah. are yeah. a blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Take well,
2: your point. well well well, that rule was sort of brought in to justify it might have been Greg Inglis, who played his <laughs> first rugby league in New South Wales. But in his heart He was a maroon. A maroon. Yes. Mm. Yes.
1: Now can I just ask <clears throat> In passing, yeah. in the conversation with Peter Volander's the Man of Feathers, yes. there was no discussion of this weird story that's bobbed up that somehow volanders got involved in saving the sharks. Mm. Uh, now, there was some mooted suggestion along the line of that the sharks could be saved if they were moved.
2: Yeah, that's right. they uh, That's right, relocated,
1: yes. And uh, volanders uh, somehow stepped in and <coughs> did something. Saved the day save the day now yeah. when we come to following up that that's a story that's been running for a while yeah And in one of the nine newspapers, one of the rugby league writers said, uh, as revealed in the space last week, the Sharks feared they were going to be relocated Mm. when asked by former NRL boss Todd Greenberg to show cause why they should be allowed to play in 2019 Premiership because of the club's precarious financial position. Reports two days later, this is 2019, remember, this Mm. is rugby league crime, reports two days later that Peter Valandis had stepped in to save the Sharks, raised a few eyebrows in the Shire. Mm. Not a single soul at the club was aware of this amazing gesture from someone who's been on the commission for only a few months, who'd been on the commission for only a few months. Mm -hmm. Let's be clear. The people who saved the Cronulla Sharks were the officials, players, fans, sponsors... Of the Cronulla Sharks. Right. Not Peter Volandis, the Man of Feathers. Uh-huh. Is there any truth to that, though, that he somehow behind the scenes he was pulling, you know how he works. I know he's, how he works. Obviously, he's approached you, you know, for yeah. Yeah. Julia Roberts' <laughs> phone number. Yeah. But, yeah. In, you know, in the... Look, I did
2: say to him in passing, and look, it, 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 it was a hasty conversation because I, 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 I was... yeah, understand. You had other things to do. I was busy. I was working. Uh, anyway, um, I, I did say, oh, "Look," uh, I, said, I, I, I said, "Look, well, well done with the sharks, mate. You, you did a terrific job there." And he said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was important that we keep the sharks, keep the sharks where they are." So I stepped in to save them. That's what wow! They, he came out of that Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah now, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> now, I, I assume there is a fair bit of back channel going on there, HG, because I think uh, what my understanding of what happened is that um, Greenberg did ask a show cause to. Mm-hmm. Well, they sharks. shouldn't be dumped. Well, they shouldn't be dumped. Um, they couldn't really show cause at all uh, because the books were so hopelessly out of... Hard to read. Well, well, they don't, they don't even use double-entry bookkeeping anymore. <laughs> <their age laughs> I mean, it's just a basket case, really. They don't even know how much money they pay out in the pokies. <laughs> <laughs> what? They haven't got a clue. I must know that. They haven't got a clue. As far as I know, they haven't got a clue. And nor are they worried because all they know is it's a profit. So yeah, it's running a profit. profit. Yeah, right, profit. yeah profit. They that's only good. focus on the losses, and the losses are, the, you know, having to play the players. That, that's their that's big just, burden. Yeah, right. That's the main burden. If they could get out of that, they'd be laughing, they reckon. Uh, anyway, my understanding is, is that the Prime Minister, who's a very oh, big, big Shark, shark supporter. supporter, yes, phoned the man of feathers, Velandis and said there'll be no relocation on my watch. Ooh. And uh, then the man of feathers raised the phone, spoke to Greenberg, passed on that message. From Canberra. Yes, it will not be happening on his watch. And then uh, Greenberg then phoned Sharks and said, put your books away, boys. (laughs) Problem solved. Tog up. Play rugby league.
1: (laughs) That's right. Get out there now. Can I just raise something? Hmm. This week I think it was announced that State of Origin is returning to Perth. To opt to oh, isn't that Perth. great? It is great. That's tremendous
2: news for the people of Western Australia.
1: Yeah. Now, there is some suggestion also that there the rugby league and expansion is a mm. tricky problem because we know there's Brisbane, the Central Coast Bears. you yes. are still there lurking about, yep. um, you know, looking for a cheese deal. <laughs> uh, now, there is some suggestion that the next cab off the ranking in expansion yes. could be in Perth. Right. And wouldn't the West Coast Sharks have a great feel? Well,
2: that was, the, that was always the plan, wasn't it? To get the sharks to relocate from Cronulla to Perth.
0: <laughs> the posse pulled up around the campfire. It had been a hard day of bitter dust on the trail of the murderer. But spirits were lifted when Black Bruce realised it was Bin Night, and the crew could download the Blindside podcast from the ABC Listen app.
1: Well, Roy, it was an enormous week for the world game. This week we had the uh, you know the uh, Super League Super League concept being launched, and the uh, announcement of the draw for uh, the Ollie Ruse at the Olympics. Now I'm a bit in two minds about whether the Olympics is going to happen in the way that we understand it. But, I mean, I, I, I know you're working with uh, the AOC and the IOC to adapt the protocols that you established for Rugby League last year yeah. to the Olympics. That's right. But it's becoming extremely complicated by this third wave of uh, COVID in yeah. Japan. Yeah. And, of course, this overwhelms the area where the Olympic people will be moving through. Yes, they might be okay yeah. inside the uh, the stadium and so on. But, yeah, um, but it's
2: getting in and out of the bubbles. It's, I- indeed.
1: Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> coming to the Oli, Oli Ruse, according to this article in the Nine newspapers, they've been handed an incredibly tough draw for the Olympic uh, the Olympics. But Coach Graham Arnold mm. couldn't be happier. Good. Labeling their their inclusion with Argentina, Spain, and Egypt as a group of dreams.
2: Oh. The group of dreams, yeah, group I of like dreams. that. Yeah,
1: now Australia's chances of reaching the second round, according to this writer, appear slim after the draw pitted them against some of the pre-tournament favourites. Yeah. Arnold says his the experience of facing heavyweights in the group stage has the potential to be the making of the Australians, who stand to gain mo, uh, to gain moves abroad, yeah. uh, to stand to gain moves abroad and establish themselves as Socceroos hopefuls with good performances. So, mm-hmm. I should point out, I think I'm right in saying is that the Ollie Roos under 23s with, I think, three senior players able to play. That's right. That's right. It's why the Socceroos and the Olly Roos coach was quick to put a positive spin on the situation. It's a group of dreams. This is what you dream about when you play in world football. For these types of tournaments, for players, this is what you want. I'm not sure exactly that I agree with that. I think most Australian footballers would love to play in an Olympic final yeah. most rather than being bumped out.
2: That, that's true. That, that's true. But I do take uh, what's tacit to Arnold's position actually is that for a lot of these big teams like Argentina, etc. cetera, um, they've got everything to lose. They have. You know? And so if they take the, uh, the uh, Olly ruse lightly, they yeah. could end up in big trouble.
1: Well, remember, of course, a nil-all draw to open the account would be seen as a win. Let's say it it's would. against, uh, you know, uh, Argentina. Argentina,
2: yeah. Well, I hope it is against Argentina.
1: Yeah. Then you got um, Spain, so yeah. maybe… What if we just uh, snuck one through against exactly Argentina? Th- Argentina.
2: Stuck one through.
1: What? One nil.
2: One nil, yeah. Then
1: nil-all draw against Spain. Yeah. And then hope the results go our way so as when we come to Egypt, we're not looking at having to win. That's right. I'm that'd not sure be, if the maths be, of that works yeah, out, yeah, but you know, yeah, understand yeah, what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, Australia opened their tournament against the 2004-2008 gold medalist Argentina mm. on July the 22nd before facing the uh, under-21 champs Spain three days later. Yeah. And their final group matches against Egypt on July the 28th might be their least difficult uh, on paper, but of course the Pharaohs are set to include Mohamed Salah, yeah. uh, the uh, Liverpool striker.
2: That's right. Who's yep. had a yep. great year. Yep, I wouldn't talk down the Pharaohs. No sir. <laughs> no, no, be... it's, it's Spain. I'd be worried about. Mm. I'm not too worried about Argentina. I think we can surprise them.
1: But I hope Argentina bring Lionel Messi. Says Arnold. For me, it's all about us getting our preparation right and selecting the best players available. Yep, 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 and getting yep. our players there with a the great. Well, energy and would
2: love to kick Lionel Messi in the shins. <laughs> There'd be a lot who would. There'd
1: be. There There'd be lining up. <clears throat> yeah. Now, Matildas were given a difficult draw with their rivals New Zealand, Sweden, and the World Champs USA.
2: Yeah.
1: The women's tournament can see up uh, to three teams progress from the group stage, the Matildas draw is perhaps the toughest yeah. they could have received. Yeah. Nevertheless, assistant coach <laughs> had a positive, this Melissa Andrietta yeah. uh, said, we're excited about the group draw, we've been, sorry, excited about the group we've been drawn in. Mm. Australia always gets a great challenging draws for major tournaments and we love that. Who Good. was that written by, I wonder?
2: Yeah. Yeah, is it uh, uh, being referred to also as a group of dreams? HG? group of dreams, that's right, yes. So on both sides it's a group of dreams. Yes, that's New that's Zealand, fantastic. Sweden
1: and USA. Well, that
2: is a group of dreams, isn't it? It is.
1: And people, are, if they got one, I mean, if we pe- snuck
2: one by the USA, that's that's the one you want to go for. Right? In, indeed, you
1: do. Yeah, all power. Yeah, <laughs> you know, pour it on that's and right. have a cracker getting have a goal a against crack. It. Get, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then absolutely. draw. Absolutely,
2: mind you, the lead up hasn't been that great.
1: No, the five nil and the five two do worry me slightly, yeah. but they can turn that around. Yeah. as Australia always gets great challenging draws for major tournaments, and we love that.
2: We love that. Yeah, yeah, the harder the better. I mean, the stiffer the, the, the climb, the better. Well, the taller the mountain, the better. Yeah, the difficulty is, is you get bumped out in the group. So yeah. what? So what? Why'd yeah. you go? Yeah, yes, yeah, you know. yeah, right. I see. you in four years, <laughs> loser.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, I suppose you've got to say something, yeah, you and, do. All you can, and all you can do is trot out the bleeding obvious. Uh, but you know, you do wish for sometimes for a little bit of irony hmm. in some of these quotes, or
2: oh, yes, or a little bit of honesty. That's right. Hey, is that too much to ask for in this day and age?
1: Speaking of honesty, mm-hmm. um, yeah, were you completely uh, satisfied? I know, you know, obviously the uh, the oh, Speaking of honesty,
2: yeah.
1: Can I say that something we've been calling for for a long time is the disqualification of a horse where the whip has been used too much. That's right. Now, this is a dream we've had for years. Mm-hmm. We think the only way to equalise this up in terms of you know racing is yes. to kick out a horse who's been whipped too often. That's I mean, right. I know the jockey did it or the driver did it, but yeah. the horse it's not the horse's fault, but not the horse's fault. So yeah, be yeah, yeah, yeah. it. So be it. So we <clears> might <throat> not get all this done before the news. Yeah. Whip use in Australian races is under review micros- under the re- renewed microscope after landmark ruling stripped Bullies Delight mm. of last month's win in Tasmania's biggest harness race.
2: Yep. Now I saw that race,
1: and you were staggered by the amount. I was of
2: staggered by the the number of times the horse was struck, but also the 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 jockey rider, yeah, uh, lashed out with his foot, mm. kicking the horse up the date while he was hitting it. I know. That was I no. I thought yeah. that just crossed the line. I know you would have handled either. I would have handled either, but together it was not a good look. I know, and you know,
1: you've got to ask yourself. I mean, trotting. I don't know where trotting sits in the community in Mm. terms of, you know, approval and so on. Some people will be for it and some people will be against it. Sure. But there seems to be an awful lot of trotting on. But booting a horse up the date while it's in transit, I mean, that's just too far.
2: Look, that's the sort of stuff you get up to when it's just you and the horse, not when you're in public.
0: Rugby League supports NATO, the CSIRO, the ANZUS Pact and the World Health Organisation. No other sport has made such a commitment. This is Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: Ah, uh, yes, uh, it's Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, look, if you want to get involved with the show, and who doesn't? Text number 0467 920 that's 0467 920 And, uh, you know, or snail mail, modern snail mail, that's Roy and HG at abc.net.au. And lots of people get in touch with us uh, during the week on that system. And these, the following have Roy.
2: Yeah, (coughs) pardon me, they have HG. And I should just point out on the text, um, Malcolm is suggesting the Volander's Cross could be the medal. The VC. (coughs) Yeah.
1: It's not bad. Wow, is it? it's very good. The landers cross.
2: Yes, for the players tomorrow.
1: And iconography—a are, are sort of like a couple of feathers, feathers. in, say, bronze or whatever. Yes. in a metal uh, uh, and a, a, pin. a
2: couple of feathers, maybe we'll gathered around a slouch hat. Oh, slouch, sticking out of a yeah. slouch hat. Oh, that's
1: excellent.
2: Presented and, uh, by
1: the uh, the team, that two teams that played beforehand,
2: yeah. as discussed, as discussed. Mm-hmm. And John of Balmain is suggesting perhaps a Dali slash Rudonicus. Medal for the surreal nature of it, <laughs> which is not a bad idea. Right, I suppose right. the medal would be a dripping clock.
1: Ooh, yes. Can I, with what the hands at eleven? Yes. Yeah, no, that's not quite right. Yeah, but you yeah, know, you,
2: yeah. exactly. Uh, now, in terms of uh, emails, HG, uh, Tim from Copenhagen's been involved. Uh, he says, um, "Hang on, Tim from Copenhagen." Yeah, in in Denmark. Yeah, in Denmark. It, it, yeah. That's what he reckons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said he was in Oslo on Tuesday, and mm-hmm. as he got back to the taxi from the airport, I said to the cabbie, "Happy rugby league," as you do. And he gave me a very worried look, checking at the hotel. I said to the doorman, "Happy rugby league," and he jumped in in fright. In the lobby, I was waiting for the elevator with a lady and her small boy and I bent down to the boy and said, happy rugby rugby league little fella. And she grabbed him and held him tight and said, it's all right, I'll I'll take the next elevator. My question to you is why? Why do Norwegians fear rugby league so? Uh, I asked a fellow I met later and he said, uh, I, I mentioned rugby league and he said, is rugby league even a sport? Isn't rugby league a crime? They feel in Norway that it is a crime. He must have been relieved to get back to Denmark. Yes, he must have. Where they understand where rugby league. they understand league. rugby league perfectly. But,
1: but Norway's a very backward country in some ways. Yes. Very modern in
2: certain areas, but yep. very limited in its yep. view of sport. I uh, Just look looking a little bit at uh, Norwegian Rugby League, HG, they lost in the World Cup qualifiers to Greece. <laughs> uh, they went down 56-26, but it was a very high-spirited game apparently. A lot of scoring. And the Norwegian centre pairing of Borsheim and Nordtun.
1: Nord, oh, he can play.
2: Oh, Nordtun and, yeah. uh, and Borstein yeah, put those yeah. two together. And I know, explosive. Be, yeah, absolute magic. Uh, now, Lachlan from uh, Brighton in Queensland says, mm-hmm. happy rugby league. Yeah, thanks. He says, uh, after another loss by the Broncos on Thursday night, should the idea be brought up that now is the time for the Broncos mascot, Buck, to be brought out onto the field at Lang Park? and shot in front of fans and players by a qualified vet.
1: Oh, wow. This
2: would send a real message, the message the team needs. That Buck's not
1: interested anymore? Well, um, That Buck's even, even Buck's given even up? Even Buck's given up. Is Buck still part of the game day experience? <laughs> I don't know. You don't hear much of Buck anymore, <laughs> no, do you? No, no match reports no on Buck's performance.
2: On Bu- I, I, well, if Buck only comes out... When there's a win. Oh, no, 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 no. It couldn't <laughs> be like that. No, Buck's part of the team. Now, uh, Ray's been in touch. Uh, Ray, uh, he said he came across some old rugby league programs from the 1960s and it prompted him to write a short story mm-hmm. about watching footy back then. Mm-hmm. Uh And it is a lovely story, a very extensive story, Ray. What, 30 pages? About that. It's called Magpie Memories. But what uh, did catch my eye in his uh, story... Was not just the uh, touring uh, uh, English uh, side. side at the time, uh, but it's his recollection of here. I'll just quote him. He says, "Not only was 1970 my HSC year, but on May the second, the Queen, Prince Philip, and Princess Anne watched Souths play Balmain at the SCG." He that was there. That is a memory. Yep. He said the royal family was no doubt thrilled at the opportunity to see a replay of the, of the famous 1969 grand final. I'm not sure he was aware of it, but Prince Philip was the patron of the Australian Rugby League. Wow. That's something I didn't
1: know. No, that is something I, I had, no, I had idea no idea the game had a royal relationship
2: between Prince Philip and rugby league was there.
1: Now, surely overtures should be made to the next generation. we're yes. not talking about uh, Wills and Harrys,
2: mm. but yep. their
1: children. Yeah. I think I, there's I just hope
2: or someone from He's reaching out. Well, I hope someone reached out a couple of weeks ago and
1: said, "Thank you for said your service." Yes, and yes. what a fitting mm. first recipient mm-hmm. of the uh, the DSM—that's yeah, the yeah, Distinguished yeah, yeah, Service yeah. Medal. Yeah, you know
2: the. Well, I thought they could have said something like, "Isn't it wonderful that His Royal Highness hung around for the third round?" Yeah, gee, gee,
1: you don't realise these things, the implications. Anyway, Ray
2: goes on to say, New South Wales Rugby League President Bill Buckley was quoted as saying, this has been our greatest day in rugby league. He noted that the players thought the Queen was really beautiful and that Anne had been an animated onlooker. Wow, what great insights from Ben Buckley. An animated onlooker. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: He does add, ironically, though, no doubt itching to be somewhere else. Oh, that's the Royal... Burden. Yes. Now, Alison's been in touch. Ah, yes. She says, Thank you for your most informative radio show. Not being a follower of Rugby League myself, I feel I've learnt everything I need to know about the game through listening to your (laughs) programme. Good luck with that. I also find it very reassuring when listening to post-match interviews that those responsible for coaching our Royal teams have a firm grasp of the fundamentals, as illustrated by the following responses. Question. To what do you attribute your team's success today? We knew we had to turn up. That's perfect, isn't
1: it? Couldn't get better than that, no.
2: honestly. That's that's yep. magic. Yep. We knew we had to turn up. We knew we had to play footy and score some tries. And regarding the selection of a certain player, he's intelligent enough to be aware of what's going on in the field. That's a lovely response too, isn't it? <laughs> Them really thoughtful responses. Yes, yep. We know the next challenge is the next challenge. <laughs> While the names of the above coaches will remain anonymous. It was Mal Meninga many, many years ago who attributed his team's success to, quote, guts, determination, backs to the wall. All those adjectives. (laughs) I've never (laughs) heard that before. No, that's wonderful. It appears the NRL is in good hands. Thanks again and happy rugby league. So thanks for that, Alison. Uh, Fancy learning all your knowledge of rugby league from this show. Yeah. (laughs) That's a big art. Yeah, it's almost surreal. (laughs) Now, Matt's been in touch from Foster. Oh, yep. Yeah. He says, the possibility of moving the Central Coast Mariners from Gosford to Port Moresby is full of irony. During the Super League, debacle, the Rugby League geniuses decided to merge Manly and North Sydney into the Northern Eagles and play their home games at Graham Park. Correct. Correct. <clears throat> it was like merging the Israelis and the Palestinians and moving them to Norway. Hardly surprising it was a disaster and it saw the end of North as a team and left everyone without a team to hate. Manly. So oh. lose, lose, lose. <laughs> that's right,
1: that's right, that's right.
2: Uh, now David's been in touch. He says, I'm listening as an expat in San Francisco. Oh. Now imagine my surprise last Saturday when I visited one of the hipster coffee roasters near Height, Nashbury, and whilst waiting in line, heard the barista offer a greeting of Happy roo-boo-boo-boo. to the first man waiting in line. He immediately replied, And also with you. Oh. I stepped forward and she again offered a happy rugby league greeting. Still somewhat in shock, I immediately replied as if it was suddenly awoken from my long forgotten memory with Blow that whistle, ref. (laughs) (laughs) I take it the barista was Australian. Must have been. Mm. Her jaw dropped, but then she nodded, and I could immediately tell this would become the new appropriate response to the cafe to happy rugby league. Happy Rugby League, says David. Isn't that like, I'd forgotten about blow that whistle,
1: ref. Yeah, well, that was, was Tom beautiful. Keneally, and yeah. I, I'm not sure what possessed the league to think that that was a good way to promote the game.
2: Yeah, you know, they obviously was a poem he wrote. A it? poem. It that's it was right. A
1: poem. And remember, of course, they had a run of things. I'll never get this right. You know, yeah. they started off with "The Boys Are Back in Town" by Thin Lizzy, and then they had yes. uh, "I Don't Know Where Our House" by Bon Jovi. Fits in there. Mm-hmm. They might have had "Whoa, whoa, whoa uh, yep. Bob the Car," and then "What's My Scene." And out of the blue, in all this mix, they decided, "Blow oh, no, that
2: whistle, ref." Exactly. Blow that whistle, exactly. ref. Just finally, HG, Simon has been in touch. He says, um, as I walked some laps of Henson Park this morning and reminisced about how it was once possible to drive into the ground to watch the Jets go around, it hit me. Drive-in grounds like Henson can save Australia's vac- vaccination problem. Yeah? Forget slipping out to Homebush and queuing for hours for a jab at a mega centre. Instead, just drop into a suburban ground like Henson that allows drive-in spectating taking uh, the game, and wait for these vaccinations to come to you. What a lovely idea.
0: The new $20 note could have a rugby league theme, but footy heads, we need your support to make this dream a reality. Imagine super real guffo has the face on the new 20. Get involved at Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: Now, Roy, this um, SAS Australia, which we mentioned at the top of the show... Yes. ...is a terrific uh,
2: collection of Australian talent. What network is it on, HG? Is it seven or nine or ten? Seven, I think. Seven, okay. Uh, the oh, um, I, I missed the first season. This is the second season, apparently. It back is. Back.
1: Remember the first season had stars like Chappelle yeah. and... Uh, no, I didn't see one no. frame of it. Tremendous, tremendous. You know, they, they're put into a 44-gallon drum with yeah, a bit of petrol. roll down a hill. Yeah, and lit fire to, and all that sort oh, of stuff okay. and have to get out alive. Yeah, good. And, you know, if they don't want to do that, then they're
2: out. Yeah, right. That's, that's fair okay. enough. Can you, can you, at any stage, is there a sort of…
1: Yeah, I don't want to jump out I don't of want plane. to jump out.
2: There's yeah, a code to get out of it?
1: Yes, that's right. Okay. And they try and, I think, uh, train them to prepare them for these ridiculous things. Yes. Uh, like you, going
2: overseas and… Involved, getting involved in skirmishes. Is, well, that, it? Is that what they're preparing I suppose for?
1: That's right. As in, the normal people who do it, you know, the people who join the army to do it, yeah. as opposed to join a television show to do yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, they would undergo similar training. Yes. Um, I, I mean, the. I think it's along the lines of the American SEALs preparation. You know, people oh, run that's, around.
2: Oh, man, that's tense. hard. Work. Yeah. yeah. You, know,
1: you know, they've put on the tide line as the tide comes in. They've got to stay yeah, and you've get got to, around. Yeah. You know, all that
2: sort of stuff. Well, that's you know. what you've got to, like, swim from Australia to New Zealand. With a carrying a telegraph pole. Carrying a telegraph pole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not now, easy.
1: so according to... Um, uh, Sam, who's, I think, the big name in this at the Sam moment. Sam is
2: the biggest name yeah, I've heard so right. far. Although, did you say Manu's involved? Manu, yeah, none bigger than Manu. Uh, so we've got... What, th- is Manu there just to cook and jolly people up, or is he taking it no, seriously? Manu's is he in the going, barrel roll down the, hill?
1: the with a bottle of petrol and somebody's throwing a Molotov cocktail at it to make it explode with Manu inside, banging on the door, let me out, let me out. Right. You get the idea? Yeah. It's going to be great times. Oh, I love it. I, I know. Already. Now... According to Sam, there's been a lot of nudity on the set. It's pretty full on, very physical, and they're and they're all being stripped bare in more ways than you'd think. Wow! I'm not sure how many ways I can think about. I can only think of <laughs> <a> one. <laughs> Try yeah. SAS Australia sees celebrities living outside their wait for it comfort zone mm. as they compete in physical and mental challenges on a gruelling SAS selection course under the guidance of elite uh, special forces soldiers. Ant yeah. Middleton. Yeah. He's no slouch. Aunt he gets the pants down pretty quickly. Uh, then Jason Fox, yes. he he arrives nude and remains nude, as as I can tell. Right. Mark Billingham and the great Ollie Ollerton. So it's a, now, are these, the, the, these, these are the these trainers. These the trainers. Yeah. Going They's, in the water.
2: They're heavy hitters. Very heavy hitters.
1: You know, they're up the gap. Come on, get your gear off. You know what? <laughs> There's no they mucking do. about. I know. Even when you said it, I thought... Right, i oh. oh,
2: pick up your stump. Now, what are you going to do with it, soldier?
0: Put it on my neck. Oh, yes, you got going to
2: put it on my neck. <laughs> Is that
1: it? <laughs> I'm getting you very Can't.
2: close. Can we do that again? <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> that's right. The one I had was... Go and lug that telegraph pole up the hill of the gap. And now jump off and swim to New Zealand. <laughs> That sort of thing was yeah. my thing. Yeah. Simple instructions Simple like that instructions. and off they go. Yep. Now, looking at the rest of the people, Kobe Abbott and selects himself. Oh, Sam yes. Burgess obviously under Isabel Cornish. Bryn Edelson will be terrific addition. Bryn
2: Edelson? I know
1: That's... It's really gone back. Dan Ewing. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, actor, maybe uh, the Manu, of course, who yeah. comes with enormous raps. So, I mean, Dancing with the Stars. People think that's easy. It's yeah, not. No, it's not because no, no. let's face it, Manu can't dance. Yeah. So he's learnt to control where the feet go and the he arms. he can roll
2: in a barrel. And it, that's all you have to do with this Can roll show. in a barrel.
1: Yeah. That's right. Aaron Holland, Emma Hassard, the politician, mm. Jet Kenny. Oh, Jet Ali- Kenny. Yeah, Alicia Molik. Little Alicia Molik is in it. Peter wow. Murray, the singer. Yeah. Jessica Perris, who I would imagine is related to Nova Perris. Yes. The Pooh, obviously, the dangerous floater. He, yeah. he, don't tell me he's not worth putting a quid on because he is. He's yeah. going to float.
2: Wow.
1: He's going to float. Uh, Jana Pittman, yeah. Kerry Potthast, Heath Shaw, and John Stefferson. Steffo? Steffo's in. The four, 400 metres runners. Yes. The
2: Silver Bullets, man. The right Silver there. Bullet. What a Priddle. lineup. That Priddle. is Priddle. absolutely first class. I know. Now, is there a is it, is it competitive actually? It's got to be competitive. Does someone, does someone you, win? Does someone get crowned the SAS champ? Champ, or and a, you're going
1: to ask me how, and I haven't got a no. clue. And I don't know that I need to know that much about no. it. I assume if somebody says, but did let you me out see? The it? Barrel, did you me. watch much of it last?
2: T- you know the first series. Or no? uh,
1: I'd be lying if I said I watched a lot of it. It was on in the background while I was doing other things, oh, and then I'd occasionally oh. my eye'd stray over it and right. I'd see somebody doing something really stupid, right. like jumping out of a plane, yes with uh, you know obviously with
2: no parachute
1: and no pants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what sport has done more to promote the decent, genuine, hard-working Aussie spirit more than any other comparable code in recorded history? Rugby league. This is Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: Now, we're back to concussion. I mean, all this show ever talks about is governance issues, you know, protocols about, you know, COVID, compliance and, you know, lockdowns and, you know. Anyway, we're back with governance on, proto- sorry, on uh, concussion protocols. Yeah. As the league prepares to examine the controversial weekend incidents and last weekend, can you remember a weekend like last weekend? No, no. It was just out of control. It was out, was out of control. No wonder people end up in toilets with my mobile phone footage and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah,
2: I mean, that's, that's your safe haven, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just oh, to get away I, from the bloody madness <laughs> of rugby league. Oh, please please no. take me to the toilet <laughs> and I, fill me, oh. for God's sake, <laughs> just so I can I, feel normal. <laughs> or oh, put
1: me in a <laughs> barrel <laughs> with my nerves throwing me down a cliff. I, yeah, I know. Anyway, it was a controversial weekend. Incidents of players were allowed to stay on the field mm. after apparent head knocks.
2: Yeah, I saw that.
1: Now, the NRL's medical advisory is consider- group is considered... Oh, I didn't realise they had an advisory group. The rugby league? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost <laughs> impossible to imagine. No. D- those who people, put
2: their hand up for that job?
1: You know, people are like, the <laughs> You know, that guy Kelly, you know, who often appears with a PM. Oh, yeah, yeah. Would he be on it? Uh, no. You know, no. So they look as though they're... Yeah. ticketed to do their work, uh, now is considering what should constitute immediate removal from the game for a concussion test. I mean, oh, no. Oh, nah. man. They can't work out what immediate uh, exc- exclusion of the game <sighs> because of a concussion test. Now, the Nine newspaper has been told that changes could be made to what symptoms would require a player to be escorted from the field after a round of confusion about when players are meant to leave. Now, I would say somebody who's been ironed out and is out cold mm-hmm. should be removed yes. but appears that anything above that yeah. is considered okay right at the moment at the moment now fans express their confusion around the rules following Melbourne's Harry Grant's five-star display against the roosters the origin hooker was slow to his feet after a head clutch with Jimmy Tedesco and was deemed not to have shown any signs on the field to prompt his withdrawal by the club's trainer now, wait a minute. The trainer.
2: <clears throat> well, the trainer's got to make an assessment.
1: Someone's yeah. got to. I just I just open brackets, question mark, close yeah. bracket. Yeah.
2: Could I suggest, HG, that some... Look, there's no way Nate Miles was ever going to go off for an HIA because his head was so thick. <laughs> he, his head was his principal weapon. Yeah. That's what he led with. Yeah, the head. No matter what he did. Yeah. So... There might be other Miles types playing rugby league. Well, I assume there would be. Would
1: they get a ticket to do what they do, like head tackler?
2: Well, there'd be a a list of players who, uh, you know, will not be subject to HIA Mm -hmm. because their heads are
1: measured to measured to
2: be too thick. Yeah.
1: Okay. So we go back to the problem of Harry Grant. He gets knocked out, basically. He scores a brilliant solo try soon after Mm. and then left the field for a HIH four minutes later when the club doctor reviewed the footage of the earlier incident. Um, How does that work? Man. Right. So he's able to stay on because the club doctor think it's okay.
2: Well, no, the trainer thought it was okay. Sorry, trainer. trainer thought it was okay. So did the trainer go out and have a word to him? Are you okay
1: there, mate? Yeah, I'm all right. I think I'm going to try left with me. Yeah. Oh, have a go.
2: And then at the same time, the doctor is looking at the footage thinking, this bloke should be
1: brought off immediately. I know, should be lying down. Yeah. The NRO NRO confirmed it would review that as well as a number of other incidents involving, including ones involving Grant's teammates, Cameron Munster and Ryan Pappenhausen. Oh, yes. The Storm were incensed by criticism of their handling of Grant. Mm-hmm. There are two things that annoyed us, questioning the inte- Storm's integrity and questioning the integrity of the doctor, said the head of football in Storm Land. Yes. He's been with us for seven years. He's very comfortable with what he did and followed all the correct protocols. and we stand behind our doctor.
2: Right.
1: Fair enough. Now, <clears throat> the doctor said he was disappointed by suggestions the Storm had left the players on the field for an advantage. There's no way in the world we'd put any of our players under any type of jeopardy regarding their well-being to win a game of football in round six. Oh, hang on. Hang
2: on, that's – what about round seven? <laughs> what about round four? That's – Tiny specific answer, it, that, isn't it? It, it's Very isn't Very specific. Yeah. That's a bit of – No, we never do it in round six. We no. just don't. <laughs> that's, you know, Melbourne culture.
1: <laughs> you can say what you like, but yeah. you're wrong.
2: Round six.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now – No one's coming off. That's a, big, a bit of kick in the guts. It's 2021. We live in a different world and people are kidding themselves. Now, Category 1 concussion symptoms include – this is what we've got to check. Yeah. Loss of balance. Oh, yeah. Well, I have
2: that all the time. Yeah, wobbly. Yeah.
1: Now, no protective action upon falling.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. You, know, yeah. you go down, down like a log. Yeah. Mm.
1: Limp. Confusion and or disorientation and motor coordination – in coordination, should I say. Mm. They all deem a player immediately ruled out of the match. Yeah, right. Well, you see that happen several times a week, not only in round six. Yeah. But it is how other players are left on the field for several minutes before eventually having to undergo an assessment within a 15-minute time frame that has baffled <laughs> some fans. Yeah. Now, speaking on the footy show, Fittler, that's hogs for the homeless Fittler, mm-hmm. urged the NRL to implement communication between the club's trainer and... Who does the on field assessment and the doctor watching the video on the sideline? Side oh, yes. The trainer's not actually qualified to test someone to see if they're concussed. Well, I mean,
2: that's well, where yeah, it falls apart. It does. Why isn't the doctor running out? Why can't the, Why can't we have doctors as trainers? Well, or ticketed trainers? Ticketed trainers. Yeah, they might who, have to do a can, special who course. Can pick, who can pick concussion when they see it? Yeah. And they'd have a lot of practical work
1: before they're allowed to go out there. Yeah. So they'd have classes of people who have paid fifty bucks to come and have their head punched in, and then the, then the, uh, yeah. you know, the, the student would have yeah. to see how badly they yeah, were and where they could play on. Yeah,
2: uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah, yep, it's yep. baffling, really. It is it? baffling, and you know, I'd love to see the HIA how it works. What do they do? They, they obviously go down the tunnel. Yeah, but we what see happens that. then? I mean, are they given a you know a, a, a swinging
1: watch chest? Lie down yeah. here and ask a question. Who's your mum and what's happened to your dad and who's the prime minister and all that sort of stuff.
2: Well, I guess they're asked to walk in a straight line. Oh, right,
1: okay. Show you they can't wobble.
2: Straight line and count backwards at the same time. Maybe something like that. <laughs> right. What from six? Yeah, <laughs>
1: six, yeah. five. Oh, <laughs> I know four, maybe. <laughs> now, um, just in the in the um, in the passing. I mean, that's all one thing. Mm. Then you get the problems of uh, Jack Herrington yes, uh, with a stiff arm, Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, you know, obviously, it was an the, old-fashioned stiff arm. It was too, wasn't very, it? very it was really t- took you back, yeah. took you back. Uh, now that was the first time a Canterbury player had been sent off in fourteen years. Gives you an idea of the clean record. Uh, old-fashioned coat hanger on uh, Valentine Holmes, yes. And what did you make of Valentine
2: Holmes' recovery? It, it was uh, immediately well, immediate, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> uh, he was remarkable, but Do see, you, but he might have the Miles head. Oh, that's true. See, you... I think we've got a list. Clubs have got to put out a list of who of their... Players can handle it. Yeah, who are the miles headers.
1: Now, do you think acting's going on here? You know, what like... players our... bunging on? B- Bunning on sanity. <laughs> <laughs> Unlikely. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, there are, in boxing we call it the half dream room.
1: Yeah, I know. People and there are half it.
2: dream room specialists, specialists yeah. who are better... In the room. In the room than they are <laughs> when they're... Normal. Yeah, when they're not wobbly or... Confused or falling.
0: International champions who wished they'd played AFL. Big Ernie Els, Alex Hurricane Higgins, Tim Henman and Max Verstappen. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, now, following on from the weekend
1: was the Luttrell Mitchell case.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, he and... had a weird game, Latrell, didn't he? He did. That lashing out with the foot was the weird one.
1: I know, because he doesn't, it's not he, his it's go. It's not his go. <laughs> no, it's not his <laughs> go. Wayne Bennett says in his 35 years as a head coach, he's never seen a player treated more unfairly than uh, Latrell Mitchell.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: obviously, he was, he was banned for four matches. Yeah. Bennett said Mitchell did not get fair justice because of media commentary over his tackle on West, uh, West uh, Tigers player David Nafaluma on Saturday night. I've never seen a, a player done over like he got
2: done over. Wow. That's a big call that for is Wayne a big Bennett. big Wayne Bennett. He would have seen a few blokes done over in the ten, over his years, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would have. Of course he would have. Especially coaching
1: the Broncos. Yeah. He's furious uh, about the NRL's judiciary member, Bob Linder. Oh, yes. Big taking, Bob Linder, yeah. Taking part in the decision process via a Zoom hookup, which mm. he says was disrespectful. Disrespectful. Who to? Well, I'm not sure. Um, That's just weird. It
2: is odd. It is odd. I, I, I mean, like that big con- that climate conference. That wasn't disrespectful, and that was all Zoom. No, well, I didn't, it was a little bit weird when the you know was the, the the, the the when the mute button. Was yeah, on. but
1: that's easy to understand. Yeah. Uh, ben had only found out that yesterday. The judiciary panel member Linda was not to be at the hearing. Yeah, to say he was flabbergasted is own statement. I find it totally unacceptable. There is no way I would want someone deciding my career or anything that was se- that was a serious event in my life with somebody in a, in charge of making the decision on Zoom.
2: Well, it's hang good. on. We're deciding the the, the the climate future of the world by Zoom the other day. Yeah, but rugby what league. What is he talking about?
1: Rugby league's more important than that. Oh, right. There was a time in a, in the game when Zoom meetings were required. That, that's not the case anymore. You understand what he's saying? Yeah, I understand what to, he's saying. You don't yeah, have to. Yeah, yeah. WFH. Uh, now.
2: But is there any suggestion that Zoom conferences get poor decisions? No, but <clears> – <throat> Is that his suggestion? Is that the Bennett thesis? Do you that you cannot trust or rely upon any decision made by any Zoom conference. That's what he's saying.
1: <laughs> now, the only thing I could say is nuanced is not Zoom's long suit. No. So if you had a very – what would I call it? Uh, a, a, a beak
2: yeah.
1: who was very – or, you know, brief who was very, you know
2: – Well, theatrical.
1: Theatrical, thanks. That's the
2: word I'm looking for. So the nuance might be lost to Linda if he's not in the room seeing the live performance. Exactly. Mm. There's a,
1: Obviously, there's, you don't need to be in the – you you need to be in that room. You need to have that conversation with other members. You need to look be able to look each other in the eye and feel what is going on in that room when you're deciding someone's future. Imagine that if, if, it, well, if that happened in a court of law and he was part of the jury. Well, sadly, that does happen that in does a court happen. of law every day of the week. But I take his point generally. Yeah, Rugby league should set the standard here, not to drag <laughs> down to the gutter. That's true. Should be dragged by other legal practices which I've never considered. I mean, I'm a sovereign citizen. I've just come out and declared myself a sovereign citizen. And, you know, I want
2: a standard that I can relate to because yeah. I'm me. That Well, that's true. That's true. So you're taking a stand. Well, I'm quite happy to take a stand. Look, the stand is in future all judiciary decisions can only be made... If the judiciary is in the room with the accused. Perfect, is that it?
1: Perfect. Perfect. And I bet you get some great results too. As stupid as the Latrell Mitchell <laughs> one, hopefully. Or the, you know, as long as we can get, you know, Wayne Bennett thinking it was ridiculous and the worst thing he's ever seen, I'm happy. I'm happy too.
0: There's a new noise in rugby league cheese this season. Try the creamy tamalolo brie or the fruity cronk gorgonzola from the master Melbourne cheesemaker Jesse Bromwich. Details at your nearest league cheddar outlet on Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, Roy, just before we come for the second part of the afternoon,
1: I was very taken by the, the reversal of that Australia Post decision mm. that they wouldn't be able to post cheese through the mail. Oh, I
2: was relieved and too. And so was I because yeah.
1: I saw the future of rugby league as being supported by the cheese industry yes. in Australia, and I thought if it came to members, yep. a lovely touch to the members, you know, new members every year. Yep. Why don't you sample some of our new Gorgonzola and yep. post it out to everybody? That's right. That would have been possible. It would have killed. It would have killed rugby league stone dead. It, it could have. It could have,
2: yeah, yeah. I know. I, 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 huh, I, didn't know where to look. I didn't know where to go. On the text, HG, uh, someone is wondering if uh, there's going to be a trophy um, for tomorrow's clash between the rural and regionals and Turkey.
1: What an excellent question! I don't know. And the I don't know, know if there is, but there At, should be. Now, could we decide one quickly here? Like maybe get a, mm. you know, one of those uh, tow bar balls and somehow oh, yeah. connect that to a. Uh, a couple uh, of
2: rifle butts, sure. Something
1: like that. It's just too much to get together overnight.
2: Fuse those things together. Now that should be easy enough. Easy enough. Uh, down the track, there it would be nice to have something like a, you know the lone pine. Maybe a, out of you know, gold. Yeah, a, a golden lone pine uh, with Australia. New, sorry, Australia, Australia Turkey. Turkey, rugby league, rugby league under, underneath. And uh, the same texter was wondering, HG, whether it would be right for, say, Peter Dutton to present the trophy. I oh, know Peter
1: Dutton's got Spuddy Dutton's got to be there. He's got to be. He there. loves his league. He does. Yeah, and he's he very, very supportive of all of his. Yes. Know. Contact between countries.
2: Yes. uh, We haven't had much opportunity to see him in his new role. As Defence Minister. As Defence Minister. No, it'd be great to see. It'd be great to see him there handing out uh, or presenting the Golden Pine.
1: Well, how about this? Could we get something from the gardening show, like a pine in a pot? Yeah. You know, I mean, just oh, to, just, lovely to start, too. just to start off with, and that's my,
2: lovely too. Look, did I not look? I read just last night, HG, that there's someone I think might be living in Canberra, whose uh, great grandfather oh. brought back a pine cone from that lone pine from which the tree was grown that now stands proudly in Canberra, and pine cones have been taken from it and you can now get pines that are bred from the original lone pine. Okay. How about this? The Distinguished
1: Service Medal, obviously presented by the previous teams who have just finished their game. They come out with a medal and a little planting in a pot of a lone pine. Yes. So you've got plenty of symbolism there. The medal and obviously Dali-esque and all that sort of stuff. Sure, 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 sure. And the pine.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Now – could the pines be taken back? I don't know what the bio laws are with international but you should be you can't send plants overseas, can't you? you can. Could the players going back to Turkey take their pines back with them? Oh, what a lovely idea. Uh now the second fat of the afternoon features yes.
1: the the C D, the double C D of Roy and HG, this Sporting life about several decades taken from and wait for it, the, the scafe. Autobiography. Mark Scafe, the complete illustrated autobiography of one of Australia's most successful touring car drivers ever. One of Australia's most successful, I'm going to get the texter out and cross that out, Yes. of Australia's most successful touring car driver ever. Yes. It's incredible. And I'm saying this knowing that I must caution people, there's been a very bad prang in the Targa in Tasmania. Oh, that's
2: true. Mm. Yes.
1: So anyway, Mark Scaife, the completed illustrated illustrated autobiography of Australia's most successful touring car driver ever and the CD. For all comers,
2: who can answer the following question. Roy. Yes. Uh, Just on the text before I get to the question, HG... Uh, someone is suggesting that they were in Lithgow on Easter Saturday on a lunchtime stopover on the way to Walearawang uh, when my husband had a crisis when he realised he got the Swan start time wrong and had already started. Yeah, so? We tried a few pubs in the main street but it was all rugby league. We asked a few of the locals in the pub where we could watch AFL but no one could help us. Is there a secret AFL venue in Lithgow for fans to watch the game? Oh, it must well, be. Well, the answer is No. <laughs> No. No, no, no. It's, 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 a, it's all rugby league. You're not going to get in the AFL in Lithgow. I'm to no, assure f- you of that. That's enough. just not going to happen.
1: <laughs> fair enough. It was stamped out years ago. <laughs>
2: Indeed. Yeah. People go to jail. I
1: right. know. Cars were burnt. Hotels That's right. you know, had to have their roofs put D- back antennas on. Antennas
2: pulled out yeah. of houses if mm. they were on Channel 7. All of that. <laughs> now, <laughs> the question. Yes. Where do rugby league players go for a little bit of peace and quiet?
0: <laughs> Phone now. Bludging on the blind side is calling for September the 8th to be National Rugby League Day. This is Bludging on the blind side.
1: we got some loot in the air. Who are we talking to, Roy?
0: We're joined by Ross uh, from Wheelers
2: Hill. How are you there, Ross?
3: Pretty good, thanks, Roy. How are
2: you? Yes, very well indeed, and happy Rugby League, Ross. Now, Victoria, have you got a cold snap
3: happening there? Well... It's not too bad in Melbourne today. It's uh, it's pretty good. We've got a few warm days ahead for Melbourne.
1: Right. And when you mean warm days, up in the low
3: 20s or...? T- uh, late, high teens. High, high teens. teens, okay. Yeah.
2: Now, what are your plans for the weekend? What's happening for Anzac Day?
3: I'm going out for lunch tomorrow. I've got uh, a lunch lunch with friends and uh, mm. this afternoon I'm going to do a bit of work in the garden.
1: No football on the agenda this weekend?
3: I'll I'll watch a bit of the footy on TV, but I won't be going to a game.
1: No, No, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Now, Wheelers Hill, would, uh, you know, you recommend tourists, uh, you know, the country will open up eventually, make a beeline to Wheelers Hill, and if so, why?
3: Well, Wheelers Hill's not very far from what used to be VFL Park or... Uh, Waverley. Waverley, yeah, Yeah. VFL Park, Waverley. So um, if you're in this part of the world, you might go down to the old ground and... Um, check out the old stadium and maybe kick a footy around or something. Do you, you ever do, do that do yourself,
2: Ross? Do you ever have a waddle about Waverley Park?
3: I do. I do go down there occasionally and yeah. kick a footy or I might even kick it at a local park as well. But
1: Now, um, is it um, still a footy ground?
3: It is, yes. The, and with um, the,
1: who would play there?
3: Well, it's Hawthorne's headquarters. They. Oh, okay. That's where they train and that's where they're um, – administration operates from.
2: Right. So uh, when, when would they train? Most days of the week? So the public are welcome to go and have a look, are they?
3: I think you can. You can just wander up to the ground. Yeah. The ground is now surrounded by... Um,
2: Suburb. nearby
3: resi- yeah. by housing.
2: Yeah. And so okay. you can just
3: walk up to the ground and watch the players train if they're on the ground.
2: Well, that's fantastic. Can you get your car close? Could you watch them from the car? <laughs>
3: uh, there's a couple of spots, but... Because the ground is now surrounded by houses, you can't get right up to the fence with your car.
1: Now, the other thing, would you be able to get a cup of coffee out there after you'd watch them train and
3: maybe... You can have a cup of coffee while you're watching them train. There's a cafe that, that looks over the ground.
1: Oh, is wow. tremendous?
2: Wow. I, that, that would be a big It is attraction. the. Ca- I don't know the topography all that well. Is, is the cafe elevated at all? Could you, could you sit there and, and watch them train while you sipped your coffee or have you got to get takeaway and waddle back down?
3: No, the cafe is elevated. It's got um, tables out on the... Um, on the, the footpath. ...looking out over the ground. Yeah, That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well,
2: is there any way you could shift a couple of those tables and park your car there? <laughs> no,
3: now, you couldn't. You, you can only get to the tables through the cafe's front door.
1: Okay. Now, does it have Hawthorne memorabilia in it or AFL yeah. or VFL memorabilia in it?
3: No, it doesn't... Um, it's just a sort of a regular suburban cafe. cafe. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, of course,
1: whenever I think of Waverley, I never, I never uh, overlook the memory of 1991 grand final day when the Batmobile came out as the halftime entertainment and Angry Anderson ah. sang Brown for Glory. Brown
3: for Glory. That was fantastic. I was there that day. I remember it very well.
1: And it uh, might have been a big Hawks win on the day, was it?
3: They beat West Coast, that's right. Oh, yeah, West yeah. Coast, okay.
1: Yeah, and it rained all the time, very miserable, very, uh, very uh, what would I call it, Waverley-like, the conditions. But that was because they were rebuilding the MCG. Is that your understanding?
3: That's right. The southern stand at the MCG mm. was, well, the new southern stand was under construction, so right. the and game that, was moved to Waverley.
1: Okay. And, of course, they only tried it once. Yeah, but it worked. It was fabulous. <laughs> Everyone remembers <laughs>
2: it. <laughs> yeah,
3: that, Do, does, well, uh, especially for... Um, for Angry Anderson, they do. Yeah, that's
2: right. Does, uh, does, does cricket get played there on the, in the in summer. summertime?
3: No, it doesn't. There's no local cricket club, just mm. um, Hawthorne, AFL, use it.
1: Oh, okay. Mm. Well, um, Ross, uh, let Roy set out the question and have a swing at it.
2: Now, Ross, where do rugby league players go for a bit of peace and quiet? They go to the toilet. <laughs> that's absolutely
1: right. So the Mark biography and the double CD of Ruin HD, The Sporting Life, uh, we'll get them into the mail to you. Hopefully they'll be there by next weekend. In the meantime, thanks very much for bludgeoning on the blind side.
0: This is Rugby League Awareness Week. There are league-related activities across Australia. Pull on the boots, pull up the pants, and get involved with bludging on the blind side.
1: Now, Roy, <coughs> I hesitate to again bring up the name of Ricky Stewart on this program. I mean,
3: mm-hmm. you
1: know, but he does write himself into the script a lot, doesn't he? Yep. And uh, let's face it, we
2: He pr- provides a lot of free copy for, for publications. Everybody. He does. Yeah.
1: And let's face it, we're...
2: <coughs> He's very generous in that regard.
1: He is and very inventive. Hmm. Uh, now, you and I are journalists and we're... Have to report it as we see it. We can't make these things up. It, no. They write themselves. Yep. We have nothing to do with it yep. because the stories just come along, and yep. you can't make up that idea of the horse being <laughs> booted up the day. For the no, same it, side. but yeah, it happens.
2: It happens. Yep.
1: Now, so we come to the problem of last week. Uh, this has got to do with um, uh, how do I put this? A game between the Panthers and Ricky's Raiders. Yes. Now, in the fallout, there was a lot of, um, well, discussion about incidents on the sideline where, um, you know, people who were waiting to come on were getting roughed up by people who were already on and people standing between those waiting to get on and those already on were getting roughed up as well. Mm. Now, yeah. Ricky Stewart weighed in during the week saying the jersey grabbing and pushing was making soft people very tough because you know you're not going to get a punch in the head. Now, you just been – because of the change of the rules.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Which is
1: fair enough. So yeah. Yeah. people are, you know, being – bigging themselves up. Yeah. Knowing they're not going to get whacked. But what's yeah. been lost in the well-headed, uh, you know – lowlights of the Penriths' questionable moments is that Raiders skipper Jared Croker, who started the melee by pushing Liam Martin as he ran in to celebrate a try him, uh, scored by Charlie the Underpants Stains. Mm-hmm. People close to the Panthers say there wasn't anything tough about Raiders prop James, Ryan James, quote, one of the nicest players in the sport.
2: That's true, yeah. A real gentleman.
1: Slamming yeah, gentleman the head.
2: James, they call
1: him. Slamming the head of uh, Unaware, mm. Matt... Isenuth mm. into the turf while the referee wasn't watching. Mm-hmm. That's pure. But James that's just rugby league. you know people know where the refs are. Yeah, that's the disappointing part of only that's, having one. Well, ref. that's
2: what makes them professional. Mm. You know, your amateur is going to get caught for trying, you know, doing something like that because your amateur is not going to look around and make sure the ref isn't looking. <laughs> Correct. Now, or Jordan
1: Rapana abusing young Penrith players after Croker scored a try yeah, that right. was the la- was later overturned. I mean, I've always been down on that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and if he try, you wait for the celebration, wait till you get the, you know, mm-hmm. obviously the all clear.
2: Yeah.
1: Or Hudson Young, who has a colourful history pushing uh, Villamane Kickow in yeah. the back to start an all-in pu- It was a great game, wasn't it? I yeah. mean, I don't know why people it had a lot going
2: for it. it he <laughs> certainly
1: did. An all-in push and shove. Yeah.
2: But isn't this the, uh, the overarching thing here, HG, is what Sticky's probably getting at here a little bit, is that isn't there a general feeling amongst the rugby league community that Penrith are just a little bit up themselves. Correct. Now, so in, when, in their attitude, their behaviour—they're yeah, big, they're big, they're a bit fat.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. so when Penrith out Canberra, uh, Canberra almost two weeks ago struck a nerve in the nation's capital, yeah. meaning that people in Canberra felt as though, well, maybe that people who have taken this too seriously. Yeah. Stewis was one of the biggest nicklers in the game, mm-hmm. one of the biggest nicklers the game has ever seen—the yeah. epitome of what every cheeky halfback should do. Do and then this. Correspondent says, and don't forget yeah. Michael Ennis.
2: Oh, yes.
1: Who's on the Raiders' coaching staff either.
2: Ah, of course, Mick. He was the master. I know. There was no greater niggler in the game than Mick Ennis. I mean, there should be a medal struck, the Ennis medal for nigglers. <laughs> well, he got grub of the year. Grub of the year. Several times. couple time. of times. In fact, I'm sure we called him grub of the year several times sure, on this very I'm program. Sure, I'm sure he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So. That, but, but he could both do niggle and grub. Oh no, no no!
1: I understand He's, that a master of
2: both. Yeah, niggle and yeah grub. Nicky yeah, Nicky was uh, sorry. Ricky was was great with the niggle. Not so. Yeah. Not, not so, not niggle so and Grub. With, yeah,
1: no. But you grub know. work from Ennis, but, was, but first Ennis class. was first I know. class. I know. Isn't that interesting yeah. that somehow that mm. the one generation,
2: yeah,
1: as it retires, takes its role to continue the baton of yeah. passing on the yeah. grub and niggle work.
2: That's right. Of their generation.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, we call that culture. Yeah. <laughs> True. Don't we? That's true. And Penrith have a lot of culture at the moment. They they're do. They're a winning they? side they and they're are. big and they're playing above themselves they are. and they don't mind pushing players' heads into the
2: ground. Th- that's, that's right. And, and isn't it refreshing to see a little bit of exuberant arrogance? People love watching that, don't they? They do.
1: They do a bit of an old fashioned show business. I yeah. mean, it, it's all very well the toilet stuff, which I which I get
3: your oh, that's, that's, point. That's, that's, but that's, that's more private. Yeah. That's
1: private. That's private. You know, that's yeah. just satisfy you know personal needs. Sure. This is the public need we're talking about. That's here. right. You know, that's why. The, <laughs> that's yeah. why the SAS Australia has everybody taking their pants exactly. off. Exactly. I mean, it's show business. Penrith after all.
2: people want to be able to stand up and be proud. Exactly. And this is a team that's saying, "Hello, we're, we're here, here. niggle us if you dare."
1: Yeah. No, that's absolutely right, and I mean, look where it's got them. Yeah, top of the ladder. Oh no, it's an incredible run, and you've got to say they—they're they're in. Obviously, stating in the bleeding. Obviously, yep. they're in the box seat. What'll be interesting is how the the team that I think might be the storm that don't yep. do anything around six mm. take them on next time they meet them, because yep. it won't be round six. It's only round six once every year.
2: That's right. I wouldn't write off the storm.
1: Now that takes us away for bludging on the blind side mm-hmm. for another week. It's been a tremendous yes, week. Yes. And if only every week was like this. There's so much to talk about. And, and there's, there's going to be really so to much
2: fallout next week about uh, from our match tomorrow at midday.
1: I know. Knock knock knock. The future's Drum calling. Roll.
2: Peter Dutton, come on down.
1: <laughs> That's it. So on behalf of Roy and myself, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the big day tomorrow and thanks very much for bludging on the blind side. Bye now.